Another episode, another day. N10 Puck Talk Podcast is back for episode 26th. Uh, this episode is being recorded on August 6th, actually, a day before Sidney Crosby's birthday and my dad's birthday. So, yeah, uh, episode 26. So, I'm obviously along with Joseph and Andrew, as always. Boys, what'd you do this weekend? I know uh, Flager was busy with a baseball tournament up north. So, yeah, let's tell me about that. Yeah, I was in a baseball tournament at. Um... My my trailer we have uh we run a bunch of sports tournaments up there for the the members of the park and some people within the Slovenian community come up and play uh and some people from Chicago came up to play in it as well from uh, their Slovenian community down there uh, our team sucked we went 0-3 we lost in the quarterfinals um so yeah we didn't play great baseball but it was a fun weekend still lots of partying and uh, Joe how about you uh studied. <laughs> First exams, I'm done on Saturday, thank God. And uh, yeah, just like preparing. I'm in exam mode right now. Uh, just got to get this shit done and uh, I can enjoy a few weeks off until I start work again. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, you guys are busy with exams. I know that you, go, you guys actually go to the same school. So after this episode, you're probably going to go back and study for exams. So um, we'll start today off with some hockey news as we always do. Uh, the first news we have today is Paul Fenton is fired as the general manager of the Minnesota Wild. So Fenton was fired, obviously, and this is <laughs> he's been there for 14 months. And yeah, he was fired last week. So that's not good for Paul Fenton and the Minnesota Wild uh, staff. Fenton's dim- dismissal comes more than a month before the start of the training camp um, on September 12th, which they start on. And after a month, he signed Matt Zuccarello to a five-year deal on July 1st. So what does that say about that signing? I don't know. But some Paul Fenton moves he as he was there for the general manager for the Minnesota Wild. Some moves he made and some guys he got were JT Brown, Eric Fair, Matt Henricks, and the acquisitions and trades of Pontus Aberg, Kevin Fiala, Victor Rask, and Ryan Donato, and defenseman Brad Hunt and Anthony Batetto. Uh, not marquee names you're hearing there, but Paul Fenton... I don't know why, 14 months, that's all they gave him, the Wild president and stuff. So, boys, what do you guys think about this one? I don't know. I, don't, I think he was doing, like, a, a decent job. Like, I think um, some players that he brought in, like Kevin Fiala, Victor Rask, even Ryan Donato, they're not bad players. They're decent. And signing Matt Zuccarello, I think that was a good deal. Wasn't, I mean, not the best deal in the world, but it was, it was still a good acquisition, I think. Um, I'm surprised that. He was only there for 14 months, and it was so quick. Uh, yeah, um, I think, like, the reason why he got fired is because they don't really have, like, a direction as a franchise. Like, I don't really blame it on Fenton, but, like, he traded some, like, mid to late 20s guys for, like, Donato, who's yeah. younger, Fiala's younger, and then that absolutely horrid Victor Ross trade for Nita yeah. Ryder. That was horrible. Yeah. And uh, I just feel like they don't have a direction. Like they had, they they traded away those like late twenties guys and got younger, and then they signed Zuccarello, who's thirty two. Yeah. So like they just don't really have like a good direction. Like they have like Parise, Suter, Dubnik, Zuccarello. Like all these guys are in their like early to mid thirties, and they're getting paid like a lot of money. And mm-hmm. then you have like some younger, like not as proven guys. So yeah. maybe they just wanted a change of direction. Well, I don't know if you guys agree with me, but they're not bad enough to tank and they're not good enough to make the playoffs. So they're right in the middle. 
and that's a position no general manager wants to be in with your team like that. So obviously they're going to try and look for a new one. And I heard uh, good old Peter Shirelli is up for the job. So yeah. maybe he's coming back. Thank God. He's probably going to trade. I don't know. He's probably going to trade who? Who's good? He's a Gorello. He's going to trade like Dumba <laughs> for like a like a bag of pucks. Dumba yeah, for probably Dumba shooter. for like Sakara. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll see uh, for the probably wild. Suter for like Lucic. Yeah, maybe. Well, probably Peter Schreller. Yeah, I hope I hope he doesn't get another job in the NHL. He doesn't deserve one. So what he did with Edmonton Should was be unacceptable. Banned from the league. Yep. We'll go on to the next news now. Uh, you guys can whatever whatever you guys want. You say. Ryan Callahan was traded to the Ottawa Senators by the Lightning for Mike Condon. Callahan had 17 points, 7 goals, 10 assists in 52 games with the Lightning last season, but he missed time because of a degenerative back condition. Um, what do you guys think of this trade? Um, well, obviously, not much, as I just said, um, but uh, Callahan, his contract needs to, for Ottawa, needs to reach the cap floor, but I think it's going on LTIR, so I don't understand how that's going to work with all the money and stuff but I, I for the lightning they're getting another backup goalie um they already have McElhaney, Domingue and now Condon so I would assume McElhaney, Domingue are going to fight for the backup role behind Vasilevsky I don't know where Condon fits maybe he was just a throw-in with his cap hit but I, I, I don't know so I don't have a clue why this trade happened but they could deal another goalie away though yeah right? Never that's know. true Yep. Okay, uh, so the next piece of news here, we got Kunitz retires as an NHL player, and he is now hired by the Blackhawks in player development. So the 39-year-old is a four-time Stanley Cup champion, one with the Ducks in 07, and three with the Penguins in 09, 16, and 17. So Kunitz is a forward who is undrafted and signed as a free agent by the Ducks in 2003. He finishes his career with 619 points, 268 goals, 351 assists, and in in 1,022 NHL games with the Ducks, Thrashers, Penguins, Tampa Bay, and Blackhawks. And he had 93 points, 27 goals, 66 assists, and 178 Stanley Cup playoff games. So Kunitz is one of those guys that kind of like really revitalized his career after winning with the Ducks, playing alongside Sidney Crosby. Uh, he was a massive benefactor along with Pascal Dupuis uh, back in the early 2010s. <laughs> Like yeah. really put up great numbers with them, and even got selected to the Olympic team in yeah, 2014. Yeah, yeah. That was a surprise. That was shocking. Right? Yeah, but yeah, decent career for Kunitz. I mean, he's got four cups, so can't really go wrong there. I don't know if you were gonna say something, Flager, but um, it's pretty special how he's another guy like Marty Saint Louis, not as good as Marty Saint Louis, but another undrafted guy, and you know he's won his cups. He did his due diligence with the Penguins. He's probably best known for playing with the Penguins riding shotgun with Sidney Crosby, and obviously, I think everyone probably remembers him for the goal that sent the Penguins to the Stanley Cup Finals versus the Ottawa Senators, who are now terrible, if you guys didn't know that. So yeah, that's probably his best moment as a Penguin and best uh, moment as a player. You just had to. Terrible. Well, um, yeah, no, yeah, Kunitz, I mean, when I think of Chris Kunitz, I think of him uh, being a complimentary player for Sidney Crosby, especially mm -hmm. of all of those... Um, was cup running years when the Penguins were a, like a, a cup caliber team. Um, he's yeah, 
that's that's how I view Chris Kunitz, and he's he's getting like he's old, obviously. So it was it was his time to retire. Okay, I'll mention guess, the next news. Uh, yeah, you want to go, Thomas? You, you, mention? Meant, you okay. mentioned it. You're up. Uh, this was a surprise. Well, obviously, before this this signing, uh, this player was bought out. It's Kevin Shattenkirk. Uh, he was bought out by the New York Rangers. And then a couple days later, signed to the Tampa Bay Lightning. One year, $1.7 million. That's an absolute, uh, not maybe not a steal, but an absolute great deal for Shattenkirk and the Lightning. So Shattenkirk obviously was bought out by the Rangers and had two years of his contract remaining with a cap hit of 6.65. And the 30-year-old will look to bounce back with the Lightning this season. He played 73 games last year with the Rangers and tallied 28 points, two goals, not very good, and 26 assists last season. Um, boys, that's got to be heartbreaking for teams who are just looking for right-handed defensemen as a depth role in their defensive core now. Uh, how is he going to fit into the Tampa Lightning roster? Um, well... Uh, considering that he got bought up by New York, like, as you said, Thomas, like, it was pretty surprising, especially since he signed, like, I think he signed below market value just to play in New York, because that was, that's where he's from, that's his favorite team, so he was pissed off that he got bought out, but, um, I feel like him signing with Tampa just continues that trend of Tampa signing washed-up Rangers players, uh, they have, like, so many ex-Rangers players on their roster, or they did, mm-hmm. Strawman and Girardi leaving now, yeah, yeah. as well as trading away JT Miller, um, but like, I think he'll be good on the third pairing, possibly. He's not very good defensively. He's like a pure, like power play quarterback, maybe help out that second unit. Um, I think he's going to play good there. He's going to be a little bit more sheltered because Hedman's going to log all the big yeah. minutes. Um, I mean, it's a very good value for the lightning who <laughs> lost, like I said, they lost Strawman and Girardi. So they just added a, a pretty quality right-handed defenseman for cheap. So it's good signing. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Like, he's basically replacing those right-handed defensemen that the Tampa Bay Lightning lost. Uh, he's not going to play big minutes at all there. Um, I was looking at his, at his stats. He hasn't had a positive plus-minus season since the 2014-2015 season with the um, St. Louis Blues. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's kind of an interesting stat considering he's a, a defenseman. Uh-huh. Uh, but I think he's going to – I think he'll fit in well with the Tampa Bay uh, D-pairing. Obviously, he's he's aging. Uh, he's yeah. thirty years old now, I believe. Um, so he's he's just gonna be one of those experienced defensemen, um, probably mentoring some of the younger guys, maybe. Yep. Yeah, like Sergei possibly. Yeah, for sure, him. Exactly. Yeah. Move on right. to other news. The last news of the day: Hallmark agreed to a one-year, one point three two five million contract with the Buffalo Sabers. Hallmark was fifteen, fourteen, and five. With 3.11 goals against average, a .905 save percentage, and two shutouts in 37 games, 34 of them were stars with the Buffalo Sabres last season, setting an NHL career high in games played and wins. Yeah, I mean, nothing but decent signing for the Sabres one year. I mean, that's not ideal, but Carter Hutton struggled a lot last year, and Olmark with his goals against average struggled as well, but the Buffalo Sabres ended the year horribly after they won like 10 games in a row or something in December, or November. It was crazy. Yeah. And yeah, hopefully they can make the playoffs. I mean, that'd be nice to see Jack Eichel in the playoffs, but uh, goaltending has to be a key for them. They need to get league average in order to get there. So hopefully the Sabres do. That's all we got, I guess, for news. That's it. Yeah. Unless, do we want to talk about Alex Ovechkin quickly? I think we should talk about him when we talk about or what we're going to do next. Sure. Who wants yeah. to announce it? 
Joking okay, I'll announce it. Uh, so what we do for this portion of the episode is we created a dream line. So this is players that we would love to have as a one line. So center, left wing, right wing, and two defensemen. We originally had left-handed D and right-handed D, but we kind of like threw away that rule because there's too many good left-handed D in NHL history. Yeah, not and, to include. So. Yeah, and also our our favorite goaltender. Again, this is not doesn't this doesn't have to be the best player at every position, but like. They're pretty, like, most of these guys are Hall of Famers and, like, they're well-regarded or future Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. So this is just, like, kind of like our favorite players list, and we're just going to have a little bit of fun with this one. Yep. I guess you'll start off, Joe. Yours first. Yeah, okay. So for my center position, it might not be the most popular pick, but I'm going to pick Pavel Datsuk. Uh, Datsuk was one of my favorite players when he was in the league. Uh, I'll just read it off his stats here. He had played 958 three games with 314 goals, 604 assists for 918 points. So basically almost a point per game player. Uh, He won the 2002 and 2008 Stanley Cup as well as four Lady Bing Awards and three Frank J. Selke Awards between 2005 and 2010. So this guy was like one of the best offensive and most sportsmanlike players for like a good five years. One of the best two-way centers in the league. And it was just amazing to watch him. He had amazing hands. Uh, he didn't always uh, put up the biggest numbers. He did have a couple 97, 98 point seasons, but it's he didn't really like rack up the points. He was amazing two-way. His highlight reel is unreal. Um, there's literally a video on YouTube of him just like stripping players and scoring amazing goals or like setting up great plays. Yeah. And like he was just so much fun to watch and he was pretty productive into his late 30s and then uh, he went to the KHL where he currently is still playing. Yep. Yeah, you have a favorite even... moment from him? Oh, yeah. My favorite moment from him is when he scored that, when the shootout was first introduced, he scored that disgusting goal against the Nashville Predators that's known as the Datsuk, where he pulled the puck back. He faked a shot, pulled the puck back, used his edges. The goal, he went to the other side of the net, and he just <laughs> rifled a shot into the net. Vokun in it. <laughs> yeah, Vokun, yeah, from Nashville. And... uh just that moment was like, holy shit, like, who would have thought of that? And, like, he pulled it off so well. Yeah. And just, he was always known for, like, amazing moves like that. Yeah, I feel like you're going to say something. Um, how, Do you know how he's been doing in the KHL? I, I mean, he's pretty productive. Um, I don't know his exact stats, but he did put up, like, 30 and 40 point seasons. Like, he's, like, 40, 40 years old now, or 41. So, like, he's still pretty productive. But, again, it's yeah. the KHL, not the NHL. But They play less you, than 82 games there, right, in the season? Yeah, like, around 60 or so. That's pretty good. That's pretty yeah, good. it's pretty good, yeah. He's still pretty productive. And um, just a thing about Datsuk, like, I don't know if you said this, but, like, he's not a, like, he's, he's not a flashy player in the sense that um, – like you said, he's not going to get as many points or goals as the other players did on the Detroit Red Wings in their time when they dominated the league. But Dadsuk is a guy who I remember him as like the guy who's going to get two-way. He's going to match up against the other team's best lines, and he's going to be a two-way threat. Like, yeah. Remember that play against Shea Weber? Yeah, he decked him. Yeah, got the puck back and decked him. Like yeah. he got decked, and then yeah, that was that was insane. There's also a time, just want to quickly mention, where he uh one time he he was in the corner with Logan Couture. Oh my he god! Faked going one way and went back and absolutely broke Couture's ankles. 
Yeah, that's that, that was crazy. That's yeah. well, he does that kind of underrated. Like he doesn't do that all the time. No, it's like literally in one shift. Like it doesn't yeah. even have to result in a goal. Like if you just watch him play, it's amazing. It's what he did away from the puck that he's going to be remembered for. And yeah, the Detroit Red Wings loved him a lot, and I know you did too. You watched him a crap ton on YouTube. I remember yep. that. Him and Alex Kovalev, maybe he makes <laughs> yeah. the list, but I don't know that. Uh, I guess I'll Magic go to my man. list. Uh, my centerman is obviously going to be Sidney Crosby, uh, one of my favorite players to watch of all time. Uh, my brother's a big Penguins fan, so I was introduced to him a lot, and I used to hear his name a crap ton. Um, Crosby, I liked him because he, well, he's still playing, but he's very dominant in the sense, and he's very dominant and underrated now because you we talk about players, flashy players like McDavid, McKinnon, uh, Goudreau, and stuff like that. He's kind of flown under the radar now because he's not as fast as those players, but he is still productive. He had 100 points last year, 35 goals, 65 assists, and his career totals as of right now are 1,216 points in 943 games. That's incredible for Sidney Crosby. Um, In the span between the 2010 season and the 2013 uh, lockout season, he missed a lot of time with that concussion, and if he played a... I mean, maybe like two full seasons in the span of three years, this guy would already be maybe at 100 or 1,400 points. Uh, yeah. I think Crosby is maybe top five player of all time. I think so. He's very dominant in the sense that he gets a lot of points and he makes his teammates a lot better. We mentioned Kunitz and Dupuis. He made the he made their careers. Uh, it's unfortunate to say, but he made their careers um, with the Penguins. And Crosby has never played a full year in his career except for last year where he played 82 games. He's never played 82 games uh, since that. So, yeah, Sidney Crosby is going to be my centerman for my dream line. Uh, we'll go to Flager Center now. Well, my center is probably the best player to yeah. ever step foot on ice. Uh, it's Wayne Gretzky. Uh, and that's simply because he he's, like I, I just said, he's the most dominant player to ever step on, on an ice surface. Uh, he played... 1,487 games in the NHL. He put up 2,857 points, 1,963 points, I mean assists, uh, 894 goals. He was just by far the best hockey player ever. Um, he leads the, um, he, like he's first on the all-time list for points. Uh, I believe he's first all-time for assists. Uh, his his resume is just insane. He's a Hall of Famer, obviously. Four-time <laughs> Stanley Cup winner, 15-time All-Star, uh, nine-time Hart Memorial Trophy winner, five-time Lady Bing Memorial Trophy winner, 10-time Art Ross Trophy winner, five-time Ted Lindsay Award winner, two-time Con Smythe Award winner. Um, and like I said, he leads the NHL in all-time points with 2,857 which is 936 more points than the second player in all-time points, Yarmir Yager, who also Crazy. played a shit ton yeah, more seasons. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's the only player ever to put up a 200-point season, and he has four 200-plus <laughs> point seasons. So that's, just that's pretty that. impressive as well. If you've ever seen his highlights, he just freaking – man, he was – he's, do- like, just dominant. That's That's the – the best I could describe his um, playing abilities. Um, Wayne Gretzky is definitely like I could not not include him on my list. Yeah, for sure. yeah. And that's one guy a lot of play people now would like to go back in time and watch. Uh, that's one for me that I'd love to see. I mean, 
I would love highlights yeah. or like goals on the ice, but mm-hmm. to see the dominance, like you said, Flager is incredible. Well, well his goal, is, he wasn't. Yeah. He's not the greatest goal scorer of all time, but he's definitely the greatest playmaker of all time for sure. Yeah. Like if you've seen some of like his highlight reel goals, they're pretty nice. Um, I was gonna say though, I would love to see him play in today's NHL yeah. and see mm-hmm. how he stacks up against some other players, and especially with like the goalie equipment, like them back improved then. technology and goalie equipment is completely different than back in the 80s yeah. and the 90s when he played and when he was a dominant player. Uh, it would be interesting to see how he would rack up and and it would be cool to see if he could put up the same amount of points. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Maybe half of his points that he actually Yeah. But it was more just uh his IQ was like on another yeah. level. Like he obviously there's a reason why it's called Gretzky's office behind the net. He yeah. would just literally stand set there up. set up defenseman would be too scared to go after him because then one guy would be open he would just pass over to them so he would just sometimes stand there for a few seconds stick handling until he saw an opening and he always got them on the tape and more than not it often resulted in a goal yeah all right so now we're gonna switch over to left wing now so my my left winger here i got alex ovechkin so he is my favorite one probably top three favorite player of all time uh, his career stats, he's played 1,084 games so far in his career with 658 goals, which is amazing, and 553 assists for 1,211 points. He is a 2018 Stanley Cup champion and Conn Smythe winner. But other than that, he won the Calder Memorial over Sidney Crosby in 05-06. And then in 2007-08, which was his best year ever, he scored 65 goals that year. In today's NA, well, that was 10 years ago, but still, like, the goalies were getting better, defenses were getting better. He won the Art Ross, Hart, Maurice Rocket, and Lester B. Pearson that, that year. The next year, he won the Lester B., no, the Hart Memorial, Maurice Rocket, and Ted Lindsay. He won another Ted Lindsay the next year, another Hart in the lockout year, 2012-2013. And since then, he has won one, two, three, four, five, six rocket richard trophies in the past seven seasons so that's just honestly incredible to me the guy is 33 years old he just won it this past year with 51 goals he is the best goal scorer of all time no question uh it's just he's such a fun player to watch and my favorite moment of him is when his rookie year against the phoenix coyotes with wayne gretzky as coach watching (laughs) he Tries to deke out a defenseman, falls down, puts the puck behind his back with his stick. He's not even looking at the net and slides it right in. Yeah. The defense was like absolutely like confused. He's like, how the hell did that go in? That was the best goal of his career. And that was when he was a rookie. And again, Gretzky was the coach watching. And he kind of like looked at him as he was going on his way to the bench, which is such an iconic moment now in uh, NHL history. Yeah, I'll jump uh, to my left winger. I forgot to mention my favorite Sidney Crosby moment. I think everyone knows what it is. It's a golden goal. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt, but I think I should go just because I also picked Alexander Ovechkin. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, So let's just continue talking about him, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, Joe just mentioned how he's the greatest or one of the greatest goal scorers of all time. I think he's the greatest goal scorer of all time. Uh, My favorite moment of him, though, remember the hot stick? I think it was in the 2009 season. Yeah, yeah, it was against Tampa Bay Lightning. When he scored his 50th goal of the season, and that was still when he was, uh, he was. I think that was his second year in the league. So yeah, something um, sports. So yeah, something. Yeah, like I think it was his something second like year. 
Anyways, he, that was like the young, flashy Alexander Ovechkin. You remember that hot stick celebration? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Scored, yeah. He scored a goal, his 50th goal of the season, and he was doing that hot stick celebration where you put a stick on the ice in the corner, and he was like kind of pretending it was on fire. That was probably my favorite mo- moment of Alexander Ovechkin. As much as I hated that celebration at the time, it just, that like, that whole Alexander Ovechkin era of when he was like super flashy and everything, that that moment just represents that whole, yeah how he was back in the day. Yeah. Obviously, he's changed his playing style. Now he's more um, uh, humble, I guess you could say. Yeah. Than he's still he sell. He's like the best of them though. Yes, yeah, but, he d- like, but he's it's not like super. I get what like you're saying. Yeah, like yeah. it's not like he's being an idiot now. Like he's he's grown up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. when you're scoring a goal in the NHL, like it's okay to celebrate, like he does now. But back yeah. in the day, he was just over the top. That mm-hmm. was my favorite moment moment of him though, the hot stick. And uh, one more thing that he uh, it's kind of a news moment that we wanted oh, yeah, to mention yeah, 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 yeah. was that uh, he was interviewed. He's in China right now, promote uh, as an NHL ambassador, growing the game. And he yep. was asked about uh, like his, con- I guess, his future. And he mentioned that when his contract ends, which will be the end of the 2020-2021 season, so he will be about 35. He said there is a possibility, depending on how his body holds up, that he might retire after that contract which I really don't want to happen. That'd be that'd mean only another two more seasons of him. So hopefully his body could hold up and he can play. Because I really want him to play till 40 and break the goals record. No one I, wants him to retire. Yeah, no one wants him to retire. I think he can, if he stays healthy and he can produce 30 goals till 40, he'll break the record. Please but I just, I really hope his body holds up and he decides to keep playing till he, he literally can't no more. Yeah, I could post um the exact quote on our Instagram. If you're not following it already, please do. Um, yep. It's the underscore breakdown, at the underscore breakdown. Um, I'll post that quote later today. All right, so Thomas, who's your left winger? Uh, my left winger is a bit of a surprise, but I was going to choose Johnny Goudreau. Obviously, he's one of my favorite players right now. But I chose a guy who played in the 90s and then the 2000s. It's Paul Correa of the mighty Anaheim, Anaheim what are they, the mighty Ducks? Mighty, mighty Ducks, Ducks of Anaheim. Anaheim. Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Former fourth overall pick in the 1993 draft, Paul Korea was 5'10", 185 pounds. Uh, he wasn't the biggest of guys, but he had the biggest of hearts. He, in his second season in the NHL, he had 108 points, 50 goals, and he never reached 50 goals after that. Uh, but this is a guy I chose because he was very resilient and very uh, not not durable because he a lot of injuries killed him in his career, and obviously... It hates to you hate to say it, but one of the most memorable moments of Paul Korea is him getting hit by Scott Stevens mid ice, and people will remember that for a long time. But then he gets up and scores the goal. He's on the board, on the floor, off the floor, on the board. Paul Korea, that's yeah. the quote everyone remember him by. And Paul Korea, he's obviously a Hall of Fame inductee. He didn't make the top 100 players of all time, but if he never got his injury troubles during his career. And late in his career, this guy would have a thousand points, no questions about it. Right now, and obviously his career is done. He finished with 989 games played and 989 points, so exact point per game throughout his NHL career. He wasn't the best of defensive players, but he was the captain for the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. And this is a guy who's very underrated when you talk about players of all time, because if he Never got his injury trouble, never got hit by Scott Stevens. This guy would play more games and got more points, more goals. So I think this guy needs to be more appreciated. And, and yeah, it sucks to say, but 
I think you guys agree with me, like the most memorable moment you remember from Paul Korea is him getting knocked out yeah. and then coming back and then playing. Um, there was, I think it was last year, right? Paul Korea did an interview with, I want to say it's Ray Ferrar. No, not Ray Ferrar. No, I think it was Scott, Scott something. I don't remember the guy's name, but he worked for Sportsnet. Yeah, and he got interviewed, and after that hit, he didn't remember a single thing from... Yeah. Think, was that crazy. Game 5? Game 6, and he played Game 7, he doesn't remember He doesn't game remember seven. anything. Like, yeah. That's, that's crazy. That's crazy, that's, I think. That is insane, yeah. Yeah, well, Paul Korea, yeah, he's one of my favorite players. I never got to watch him, but obviously, I don't want to say it, but my favorite moment was, obviously, he scored the goal versus the Devils in the Stanley Cup Finals. And uh, yeah, Paul Korea is on the line, my best left winger for my dream line. All right, so now we're going to switch over to the right wing. And my favorite right winger is Yaromir Yager, <laughs> the old man that played literally until two seasons ago. And he's like 47 now. Yeah. Uh, Yager played a shit ton of games, as we mentioned already. Yep. He's played 1,733 games with 766, I mean, yeah, 766 goals. 1,155 assists for 1,921 points, which, as we mentioned before, is second all-time. He won the Stanley Cup with the Pittsburgh Penguins in his first two seasons in the league in 91 and 92, and back-to-back. And uh, other uh, awards for Yager, he won the Art Ross from 94 to 95, 97, 98, 98, 99. Also won the Hardin 98, 99, and the Lester B. Pearson Award. Won the Art Ross the following season in 99-2000, as well as the Lester B. Pearson Award again. Won the Art Ross again in 2000-2001. That was like when his peak, the mid-late yeah. mid 90s was his peak. He's probably the best right winger in the game at that point. He also, I think, holds the record for most points by a right winger in a season with 165. That, that was the year in 94-95, I think. Um, he also won the Lester B. Pearson in 05-06. And the Bill Masterton Trophy in 2015 yep. and 16 for perseverance because I think he had like over 65 points and he was like 42 or three, and he was still like extremely productive in his career. Uh, I just like the way how Yager played. Like he was a big body with a massive ass. Yeah, uh, he was a, extremely good at protecting the puck. He was so strong in his stick, and he was just like basically productive his entire career like he played so many games and still finished with like almost 200 more points than games played even though he came back he went to the khl in 2009 mm -hmm. and came back in 2011 when he was 39 and played till 2018 or 17 with the flames and the flames uh ended his career basically unfortunately yep. the the probably the best moment is when he scored that uh, goal in the Stanley Cup Finals in 1992 against the Blackhawks where he had addressed a couple of Hall of Famers including I think Gary or Brent Sutter one of the Sutters and he just went through the whole team from the half wall and scored on the backhand against I think Ed Belfour possibly yeah maybe, yeah, maybe. yeah. and uh, that was in the Cup Finals that was the second year uh, I just really liked how he played he was always productive and he was just so old and still productive and he loved the game of hockey I'm pretty sure he still plays in the Czech Republic. He's 47 years old. <laughs> has his own team there. So, out of boy Yager. Um, I just got to say something about Yager. He made a big mistake leaving the KHL. Yeah. Or leaving the NHL in 2009 for the KHL. He's probably leading all-time um, goals if he doesn't leave. And he'll over, over Gretzky. Yeah. yeah. 
For sure. And, and obviously, you're going to say uh, reaching 2,000 points. Yep. Yeah, well, Yager was good when he came. Well, he's okay when he came back. And then with the Devils, as you said, he won the Bill Masters and had 60-something points. As a 40-year-old, mm-hmm. is pretty crazy in this day and age of hockey. Yeah. And yeah, he's still playing and good for Yarmy Yager. Flager, do you want to say anything about him or not? No, I, I just... What was your favorite moment of him again, Joe? When he scored the goal of the Stanley Cup Finals versus the Blackhawks in 92. Okay, okay. I, I was thinking, I confused him and Mario Lemieux for a second. You remember the goal that Lemieux scored? Oh, my God. Of the, the, yeah, Stars? the North Between, Stars, yeah, yeah, you know exactly the goal I'm talking about. It's, yeah. how, it's like that, you know, like the montage that Hockey Night in Canada has? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was, I, I was going to say, oh, that was my favorite Yager moment. But I was like, wait, that was Lemieux, not Yager. So anyways, I got I got confused for a sec. Anyways, um, I guess Thomas, let's move on to you. Okay, well, for my right winger, it's my favorite player of all time, Patrick Kane of the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, Kane, obviously known for his flash. And yeah, he's like, what he does for the Blackhawks is insane right now because he's probably one of their best players and he leads them every day and every, every game. Um, obviously, my favorite moment from him he ended the Hawks drought of the Stanley Cup uh, 51 years or something, 49 years or something like that. Yeah. And he scored that goal that no one knew the puck went in the net. Um, I was watching that game on my small-ass TV in my dad's room. And, yeah, I just went insane because he was my favorite player at the time. And Kane, I'm just going to look up his stats quickly. Hold up. Uh, he has 938 points in 903 games. Uh, his best season before he hit 106 points in the 2015-16 season was 88 points and 30 goals in 82 games for the Hawks back then. Uh, He's one of the best playoff players of NHL history, 100%. He's always stepped up in big moments, and they haven't made the playoffs in a long time, the Chicago Blackhawks, but Patrick Kane deserves to be in the playoffs. He's a playoff performer, and he has 123 points in 127 playoff games as well. His flash is, his hands and his flash are just unbelievable to watch every game and i think that um patrick kane's one of the best of all time he's gonna reach a thousand points no questions about it if he doesn't get injured and yeah the former first overall pick in 2007 is my favorite and he's gonna make my dream line uh right wing spot so yeah patrick kane you guys have anything to say about kane yeah he's amazing to watch like he's like basically worth the price of admission like when he's going and uh he's dealing on the half wall sometimes those quick hands like so deceptive even even his shot is so deceptive like he's not a big guy but he can like really rip it Mm -hmm. when he wants to and i'm pretty sure he scored 40 one or two times um he's just so yeah yeah, two times he's so fun to watch and uh yeah rightly deserved as like your favorite right wing i know you've loved him like your whole life basically and he's still like extremely productive today and uh, even though the Blackhawks aren't as good, but yeah, Patrick Kane is also one of my favorite players to watch. He was also a part of my favorite dynasty of all time, the yep. Chicago Blackhawks yeah. from like 2008 on to like 2015, 2016. Um, he's a big part of that dynasty. He's still a big part of the Blackhawks, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the best goal or one of the best playmakers slash goal scorers in NHL in today's mm-hmm. NHL. I mean, guys, let's move on to my yep. dream right winger. Um, St. Louis Blues legend, Brett Hall, <laughs> made my list. Uh, he, he was drafted by the Calgary Flames, played, I believe, a season or two there. Um, he played for the Blues, obviously, for a number of years. The Stars, Detroit Red Wings, 
and the Phoenix Coyotes. He played 1,269 games, put up 13,091 points, 650 assists, and 741 goals. He's also similar to Alexander Ovechkin, as Joe and I were talking about before. He has an amazing shot, and he's he's one of the best goal scorers of all time in the NHL. He has um, 741 goals scored, which is fourth in all times in all time goals scored in the NHL. He's a Hall of Famer, two-time Stanley Cup winner, three-time All-Star. He won the Lester B. Pearson Award one time, the Hart Memorial Trophy one time, and the Lady Bing Trophy one time. So he only has three awards and three All-Star appearances. But man, he like had some crazy seasons. There was one season where he put up 86 goals, 45 assists, and 78 games, yeah. 131 points. Um, he put up 400-plus point seasons all in a row, actually, from 89 to uh, 93. Um, he was, in my opinion, I think he's one of the better goal scorers. I think I still think Alexander Ovechkin is yeah. the, the best goal scorer of all time. So Brett Hall was pretty a pretty close second. Um, my favorite moment of him, I actually don't really have a... Okay, my favorite moment <laughs> of him, I guess, would be uh, this year, the St. Louis Blues. <laughs> 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 he was hammered, man. Um and we went blues, bro. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> um, um, anyways, that was like a joking favorite moment. I don't have a, an exact favorite moment of him, but I have a favorite memorabilia piece. I have this oh. hockey card that my father passed down to me like years ago when I was a kid and I was collecting hockey cards. Um, it's the Brett Hall Man of the Year hockey card. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. No, um, Google it right now. It's pretty, it's kind of funny actually. It's Brett Hall, and he's like standing there posing with a hockey stick in his hand, like with the blade up, and the mm-hmm. blade is on fire, literally on fire. Like it's not edited, it's like actually on fire. He looks hammered in the photo, <laughs> and there's like stacks of hockey pucks that are like kind of beside him. There's like two or three stacks of pucks. Um, it's a score 1991 uh, Man of the Year Brett Hall card. That's my favorite piece of memorabilia. Just look up Brett Hall, um, yeah, Man yeah. of the Year hockey card. I'll even that's, post it on Twitter actually when I pretty when I share the the episode. Yeah, that's my favorite. That's probably my favorite hockey card too that I own. Yep. Well, Brett Holt, St. Louis Blues uh, parade legend. Um, yeah. 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 I think he well, probably Blues legend. He's as well. His, yeah. His yeah, resume is not. Yeah. It doesn't look that impressive, but he was a very very good player. Like well, his stats are good. I mean, amazing. Yeah. If yeah. he if Gretzky wasn't in the league when Brett Hull was in the league, Brett Hull's probably leading the league in goals and points every year. Mm-hmm. Possibly, and yeah. 86 goals. Just, yeah, you know, you know, just scored 86 goals in one year. Yeah, that's no biggie. You know, more, more goals than games played. That's yeah. that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, fourth in all time in goals for, or goals, yeah, so. Yeah, an American player, probably one of the best goal scorers in American history. Yep. For sure, yeah. All right, so now we're going to go over to defensemen. And like I said before, we kind of had the lefty-right-D thing, but there's just too many left-handed Ds, so we kind of just picked two defensemen. So my first defenseman is, of course, Bobby Orr. Uh, career stats, he played 657 games because he was injured a lot. He had, like, 11 knee surgeries in 12 years. Like Crazy, man. The guy's knees were just horrible. They just didn't hold up, unfortunately. What could have been with this guy? Could have easily had like, I don't even know, like four hundred goals, five hundred goals maybe. Um, he so he finished his career with six hundred fifty-seven games, uh, two hundred seventy goals, 
645 assists for 915 points. Uh, he won the 1970 and 1972 Stanley Cup with the Boston Bruins. And uh, his list of awards is massive. He won the Calder in 66-67. He won the James Norris 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 times <laughs> in 12 seasons. He's only played 12 seasons in his career. And he did. I don't even think he played a full season uh, once. And he still did that. He also won the Art Ross as a defenseman. That's You have to take this in. As a defenseman in the late 60s, early 70s, he won the Art Ross with 139 points. That's just absurd. Won the Hart as well. Conn Smythe in 1970. He scored the most iconic goal in NHL history. Yeah. I don't even think it's close. Won the Hart, like... How many times he won the heart? One, two, three. As a defenseman. Three yeah, as a defenseman. Won the heart three times. Uh, Conn Smythe again in 72. Won the Ross again in 74, <laughs> 75. So he won two Ross awards. And he won the Lester B. Pearson in 74, 75. So he's the best defenseman of all time. There's not even a question. Not even a question. Like, he redefined the position. Such a smooth skater. Put up amazing numbers. Was amazing defensively. Could do it all, but unfortunately, his knees just couldn't hold it together for his career. Um, so I did mention the iconic goal, but my favorite moment that's kind of underrated is when he was rushing the puck up the ice. He got absolutely decked. He still had control of the puck, sent a pass behind, not even looking to a streaking. I don't even know who it was. I think it, it was Esposito. Been, it might have been Phil Esposito. Yeah. Right to his tape, and it was a goal. Like that was that. That's he on was just, Canner too. Yeah, yeah. He was just fantastic like there's i just wish i could have saw him live unfortunately but yeah he is the best defenseman of all time uh i guess i'll go because i'm also doing bobby Orr. uh you basically said everything i was gonna say uh best defenseman of all time no questions about it uh maybe they really need to reconsider some award names and this guy should be it should be the bobby Orr award because again 100%. best defenseman of all time he probably reaches at least 1500 points if he plays more games and was healthy, his knee surgeries were absolutely terrible for his career. And not many people know this, but he was actually he actually played for the Chicago Blackhawks as well after yep. the Boston Bruins. So yeah, Bobby Orr is the best defenseman of all time. No questions about it. That's why he's on my list as well. Uh, I guess I'll start off with my better of the two defensemen. Uh, Ray Bork is my dream. Uh, I have him listed as a right-hand defenseman, but he could play lefty as well. He's my, one of my dream defensemen to have on my dream line. Um, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a one-time Stanley Cup winner. Uh, he actually won the Cup in his last season in the NHL with the Colorado Avalanche. Um, he's a, a Boston Bruins legend. 19 times All-Star. One-time Calder Cup um, trophy winner. One-time King Clancy trophy winner. Five-time Norris trophy winner. And he leads the NHL defenseman in all-time points and is 11th in all-time points with 1,579 points. Uh, he's also fourth in all-time assists with 1,169 points. I mean, assists, sorry. Um, and he, he also scored, my favorite moment of him was when he scored this 160-foot goal where he was standing um, at the top of the circle. Basically what happened is, I'll, I'll reenact it kind of, um, there was a, a face-off in the Boston Bruins, uh, by the Boston Bruins blue line. And I don't remember who won the face-off, but the, the face-off, um, got one one back to uh, the left-handed defenseman, and the left-handed defenseman passed the puck over to Ray Bork, and Ray Bork kind of skated back into his own end, 
took a slap shot from the top of the circle on the right side of that on the right side of the Bruins end and it ended up trickling in somehow so that was kind of interesting that might be my favorite moment of Ray Bork kind of a funny moment a little bit but um Ray Bork though was he was a dominant defenseman in the NHL obviously like I said before he was um a Boston Bruins legend he played a number of years there Mm -hmm. uh I'm gonna just pull up his stats here quickly one second he played 1,612 games, had 1,579 points as a defenseman, 410 goals, 1,169 assists, uh, and his plus-minus, his first that. year in the NHL, plus 52. That just speaks for itself how dominant he was every time he was on the ice. Um, from what I've seen, obviously I wasn't alive when he was um, playing in the NHL. Actually, I guess I would have been for the last three years of his career, but I don't remember that at all. Um, he Every time he was on the ice, though, there was a, a scoring chance that was going to oh, be yeah. created. Um, Ray Bork, definitely. The fact, the one of fact the best that defensemen. both the, this, this franchise, the Bruins, had Bobby Orr and Ray Bork in the record books is phenomenal. Yeah, uh, pretty, a lot of teams are pretty jealous that these two are... I don't, I don't know if they're one and two in the all time, but Ray Bork's up there, and so is Bobby Orr. And, yeah, that's pretty cool how both of them both played for the Boston Bruins. Yeah. yeah. All right, so now our other defenseman that we got here. So I got Scott Niedermeyer, kind of an underrated, like, yeah. not well-known pick. He played 1,263 games, 172 goals, 568 assists for 740 points. So he was, a, he was more of a two-way defenseman, Niedermeyer. He was such a smooth skater. His time with the Devils and with the Ducks, he was extremely productive, even in going into his mid to late 30s. Uh, he won three Stanley Cups with the Devils in 95, 2000, 2003, and with Anaheim in 2007. So his individual awards, he won the Norris, best defenseman in the league in 03-04, and the Conn Smythe with the Ducks when he won. Uh, Niedermeyer, kind of an underrated defenseman. He was, he was one of the best defensemen of his time in the late 90s, early 2000s, especially with the Devils. And he was just such a reliable defenseman. He was always mm-hmm. like captain or assistant captain on every team he played for. Yep. A great leader. Um, I really appreciated his game. He was like a pure two-way defenseman, but also put up some decent point totals for how many minutes he played and uh, how important he was to his team. Uh, yeah, and he retired uh, in 0910. Yeah. Uh, right after the the Olympic year, I think. Yep, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, just a great career overall for Niedermeyer. Really liked how he played, and he's uh on my defenseman, my dream team. And then I'll go um as my right defenseman, not right-handed, but uh, Nicholas Lidstrom, one of the best defensemen of all time again. Uh, Lidstrom's obviously Swedish, and he was the he's a third round pick, fifty third overall in the nineteen eighty nine draft. Wow. Uh, he's currently 49 years old, so he hasn't even reached 50 yet. And I'm pretty sure he's made the playoffs every single year in his NHL career for the Detroit Red Wings. He's never left that team. He doesn't know any other color but red and white. Uh, Nicholas Lidstrom recorded 1,142 points in 1,564 games. Yeah, he didn't score, but he didn't have to. His, two, his, um, his defensive ability was unbelievable to watch through his career. I saw him... For, for a few years when I started watching hockey back in 2006. So I saw him uh, plentiful, and I also saw him up close and 
personal with the Stanley Cup Finals against the Pittsburgh Penguins, where the Penguins won in 2009. He was an absolute force for the Detroit Red Wings defensive core. And yeah, he's never missed a year in the playoffs. He's played every single year in his career in the playoffs in, uh, I guess, golfing season for the Maple Leafs at that time. Um, he recorded 183 points in 263 games in the playoffs. And yeah, Nicholas Lidstrom is regarded as one of the best uh, Swedish players of all time and one of the best NHL players of all time. Uh, he's made the top 100 NHL players of all time as well. Uh, Hockey Hall of Famer. And he's won the Norris Trophy one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times in his NHL career. So pretty damn good uh, career for Nicholas Lidstrom. We'll go into Flager's last defenseman. I was going to take Nicholas Lidstrom as well, but then I thought, you know what, I won't go the same as Thomas, but I picked a similar player to Nicholas Lidstrom, um, similar to Nick Lidstrom. Duncan Keith played for one, or has played so far for one team um, in the NHL, the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, he's probably going to go down as a future Hall of Famer for sure. He's a three-time Stanley Cup winner, three-time All-Star, two-time Norris Trophy winner, and a one-time Conn Smythe Trophy winner. Um, his resume is not the most amazing in the NHL. It's a lot better than the majority of players, though, in the NHL. Um, the reason why I picked him was because I got to see him play um, back when the Chicago Blackhawks were one of my favorite teams in the NHL, um, when they were like in the midst of their dynasty. I think I saw them mm-hmm. play, I want to say maybe 2013, possibly. Anyways... The reason why I picked him, though, was because every time he was on the ice, he he's like a quarterback. Like, he just kind of yeah. runs the whole play. He's mm-hmm. probably the best two-way defenseman in the league right now, um, even though he is older. Uh, but he, he's one of my favorite defensemen in the league. Um, he was also a part of that Blackhawks dynasty that I love, that I always speak about from 2008 <laughs> yeah. to 2017. The Blackhawks made the playoffs for, like, nine years straight. Um, but Duncan Keith, he's definitely probably probably one of my favorite NHL defensemen and the best, one of the best two-way defensemen in the league today. One of the one of the best skaters of all time. Yeah, um, that that as yeah, well. That for sure as well. Yeah, his he's what thirty-five now, and he's still a good skater. But the points aren't there yet for Duncan Keith. But yeah, he's he's up there in skating ability for defensemen and even forwards. So no, but you know what. Although his points aren't inflated, like some of the defensemen that you guys named, uh, and, mm-hmm. and Ray Bork, like I named before, uh, yeah. his, I mean, his plus minus is pretty freaking good. He's only had two seasons where he was a minus. I know, I know. Um, when were those minuses? Uh, oh, actually, the there, was, there was three. So his first year in the league, okay, minus lucky. 11. Um, in 2010, 2011, he was a minus one. Then 2017, 2018, he was a minus 29. Okay, well, so the, every the other year though, bad, every but... other year was at least plus 10 or better. So yeah. All right, so now we're moving on to our goaltenders here. So I got Carey Price, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't pick anyone else. Uh, he's played 624 games, 321 wins, 225 losses, and 68 overtime losses. He has a career goals against average of 2.47, which is pretty good, and a save percentage of 918, which is really good, especially with playing with some bad Montreal teams over the past couple of years. Um, uh, his awards, uh, he absolutely swept the awards in 2014-15, won the Hart, William M. Jennings, Vesna, and Ted Lindsay. 
one of the best goal one of the best years for a goaltender ever oh best year 100 yeah one of the best years ever for goaltender won all those awards and he's such a dominant player like even players today even though he doesn't put up like 40 plus wins and like Mm -hmm. a 930 save percentage as he did like back then players still vote him as one of the hardest goalies to score against and one of the best goalies in the league uh he plays for montreal so it's even better (laughs) um he's made a couple of memorable saves in his career that I could name off but probably the most iconic moment for him for me was when he passed um i think jacques plant for the most wins in franchise history and he just entered the first year of his eight-year contract extension so he's gonna hold that record probably forever yeah um he's gonna uh, if he could stay healthy he'll easily surpass 500 wins i think uh, so and if the Habs are good yeah, if the Habs are good. Like they're on the come up a little bit now with yeah. a lot of younger players. Hopefully, you can get some 35, 41 seasons over the next couple of years. And like I said, if he stays healthy, performs well, still, I can see him easily getting to possibly five hundred wins. And for my last position is the goalie position on my team. Uh, best goalie of all time in NHL history, Martin Brodeur, a Quebec native, Montreal Quebec native, first round pick, twentieth overall in the nineteen ninety draft. Uh, named top 100 players of all time and a Hockey Hall of Famer. Right? It was last year or two years ago, yeah, something like that. Uh, he leads the league in NHL history with 691 wins and 397 losses, 105 ties, and 49 uh, overtime losses. So Martin Brodeur has never, ever, ever had a losing record in the National Hockey League. He's the last year in his NHL career, career pretty sure he's over 40 years old, and he still had a 3-3 three and three record, which is pretty damn good for a 40-year-old. Yeah. Um, and that was a part of with the St. Louis Blues as well. Uh, it was pretty weird to see him in different colors besides red, black, and white. But obviously this guy dominated the NHL as a goaltender. Um, a lot of young goalie, goalies in the mid-2000s, 1990s, wanted to be like Martin Brodeur on the ice because his ability to just like flop all over the place and save the puck is pretty incredible. Uh, sort of like a Dominic Hasek. Um, but Martin Brodeur also, uh, I think he leads the NHL in history with 125 shutouts. So great yep. for Martin Brodeur. And obviously one of my favorite moments was watching him cut the netting for his league leading um, uh, wins. I don't know how many wins he got in that to beat the record, but yeah, that was pretty special against the Chicago Blackhawks as well. I think they won 3-2 or something like that. And yeah, the netting, cutting of the netting was pretty iconic. And for the New Jersey Devils, they have the best goalie of all time, in my opinion. Wa is pretty close, but I think Martin Brodeur is the best goalie in NHL history. Mm-hmm. I was also thinking of going with Brodeur, but I decided to go with Andre Vasilevsky, one of two Russians on our list combined. Um, his resume is still in the process of mm-hmm. being made. He's only a one-time All-Star and a one-time Vesna Trophy winner. He just won the Vesna this year. Uh, but the reason why I picked him was because, well, first of all, he's only been a starter in the league seasons now. Um, and he's still, like, goalies in the NHL especially are in their prime, in their mid-20s to they're about, like, maybe 30 years old. And Andre Vasilevsky is only 25 years old. He's still in the making. Um, Tampa Bay believes that he's going to be one of the best goalies in the league as they just recently um, Mm -hmm. paid him some big bucks, 9.5 mil um, per year. Um, 
I was going to say, though, that Andre Vasilevsky is probably the most ideal-built goaltenders in the league. He's 6'4", and he weighs 215 pounds. This guy, when he goes down in his butterfly, covers post-to-post. Post. <laughs> yeah. The only, Really, the only net that would be uh, open when he goes down his butterfly is top corners. Um, but Andre Vasilevsky, I think, is going to be – he's going to go down as one of the better goaltenders at the end of his career, I think. Um, and that's why I've decided to put him on my – all-time dream line. Yep. Well, obviously, it's going to help when you have the Tampa Bay Lightning in front of you. Like Martin Brodeur, he had amazing New Jersey Devil teams. Yeah. And if the Tampa Bay Lightning stay good for the next, I don't know, five to seven years or his whole career, he's he's going to go down as one of the best goalies of all time. 100%. You are tired of playing in season-long fantasy leagues and losing to teams like the Mother Puckers or Easy Breezy or Mad Bum Pussies every single season, then you should check out Thrive Fantasy, a new prop bet-based daily fantasy lineup game. The concept is simple. You choose an over or under for a player's given statistic and earn points for each prop you guess correctly. If you combine all your props for one of the highest scoring lineups on that night, you cash. Whether you're looking to play in $2 games or $100 games, Thrive Fantasy has a match for you. Thrive Fantasy can be downloaded from the Apple and Google Play stores. Use our code BREAKDOWN, spelled B-R-K-D-W-N, and receive $10 free when you deposit $10 through PayPal on Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with us and download Thrive Fantasy now. Any last uh, words that we got here, guys? Well, I mentioned before, but follow us on Instagram. <laughs> Keep following. <laughs> the, the underscore breakdown, spelled B-R-K-D-W-N, and on Twitter, the same... Um, username at the underscore breakdown brkdwn uh, we're also on facebook as well the space breakdown again spelled brkdwn <laughs> uh, so go like and follow us we're gonna have lots of um like fantasy content coming out especially fantasy football content coming out especially yeah, towards the end of the month yeah. the last two weeks of august are going to be grind time i think we're going to be having an article basically coming out every single day for fantasy football, um, especially when the season starts. We'll, we'll have we'll cover you football, fantasy sports, every sport, any sport you could think of, NBA, NHL, uh, MLB. We got you covered, so check us out. Yeah. And I just want to mention that the NHL released their preseason schedule, first game September 15th, so we're just over a month away from preseason NHL action, thank God. I'm really excited for the NHL season, NBA, and NFL season. Like this fall, this fall season is going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Uh, crazy year in all sports. Again, you mentioned it football, basketball, hockey, soccer, especially. Uh, my boy, Paulo Diabala, didn't get freaking transferred to Manchester United, so I'm happy about that. Good. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are happy about that. And yeah, again, Sports is going to be crazy in September. It's it's going to be nuts, especially football. I'm very excited for a lot of fantasy coverage yeah. by the Breakdown Sports. So keep looking forward to that. And look forward to next episode. Uh, episode 27 of the N10 Puck Talk podcast is next week. I don't know when we're going to record it, but we will. And we'll get an episode out. So this has been episode 26 of the N10 Puck Talk podcast. Alongside me is Andrew Flager and Joseph Russo. And I'm always Thomas Vestio. And we will chat with you guys next week.